one-timers. Getting to know the guest of Sports and More, the podcast, just a little bit more. Hockey Night in Canada and former NHLer Louis DeBrasque joining me for one-timers. Before we get to them, what was your one-timer like when you played Louis? <laughs> you know what? It actually got pretty good, believe it or not, Dean. I, I didn't have a one-timer when I came into pro. I was horrible, but it was an old trick that Kelly Buckberger shared with me about getting new sticks. We used wood sticks back then. In order to get new sticks, you had to use all the sticks that were cracked in the stick rack. So we'd grab a pile of them, go out on the ice, and practice our one-timers. And that was how we go through the sticks. So you get new sticks in the process, but you'd also develop a pretty good one-timer, which I thought mine was fairly solid by the end of it. Beautiful. What were your favorite two sports growing up? Obviously hockey. You know, once I jumped into hockey, that was the only sport for me. It was, uh, you know, love at first skate kind of thing. Once I jumped on the ice and and started playing, I didn't want to play anything else. But before that, I was a pretty multi-sport um, kid, you know, I liked every different sport, but I have to say tennis. Tennis was probably my uh, number one sport for quite a while. I had to make a decision between tennis and hockey when I was 14 years old, and I chose hockey. Who were your favorite team and athlete as a kid? You know, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky was a guy that I think every kid emulated and wanted to be growing up in, in Canada and any hockey world for that matter. And I used to tuck the jersey in, and yes, I had a Titan stick when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> From other sports, you know what? I, I had a lot of favorites. Uh, Akeem the Dream, Elijah on the Houston Rockets. I used to just love watching him play basketball. He was a great player. Ivan Lendl was my favorite tennis player growing up at that time. Just a real strong baseliner that, you know, crushed the one-handed backhands down the line, which I used to like. So those are a couple guys that I used to follow and like growing up. Is there an athlete and a team that got under your skin as a kid? You know, it's funny. I was always ever-changing. I think like any kid, you kind of go with the flow, and, and there'll be certain trends that happen in each respective sport that you follow. Um, for a while, I really liked the battle between um, the L.A. Lakers and the Boston Celtics. You know, that was just a, an amazing rivalry those two teams had, and Kevin McHale was a guy that <laughs> I just despised. I couldn't tell. It's funny because my kid plays for Boston now, and he loves the Celtics, and he loves the city, and all the sports teams there, but at that time... I was a Lakers fan, and, uh, you know, I wanted to see them beat the Celtics, but they were great rappers. They were amazing games. What did you want to be when you were young, aside from a hockey player? I know, obviously, hockey was the number one thing, but was there ever anything else that you wanted to do? You know, I remember, and it's funny, I remember Thursday filling out that questionnaire in high school, what do you want to be? You know, and uh, I I remember sitting there looking at that page going, I have no clue. Uh, Aside from wanting to be a hockey player, I don't know exactly what I want to be, but I will say that my mom was a teacher and I always kind of respected that role and I always respected that occupation. My dad was an electrician and, you know, both of those for me were, you know, I helped around the house. My dad, we were doing some work and things like that and, and my mom being a teacher, I, I always respected how she uh, was helping the youth grow up and be better people. So I, I always had an admiration for teachers. Maybe that's something that I might have fallen into if, if hockey didn't work out. You're one of the, the 1% to 2% of uh, people that made it to, to the professional level as a hockey player. But if you could be a pro in any other sport, <laughs> what sport would you pick? <laughs> well, if we're living in fantasy land, yeah. I'd probably want to be like uh, Mark McGuire. Big first baseman who just crushes bombs over the fence. You know, I mean, but to me, that would just be, I, I, I played a little bit of baseball in training camp with the Stratford Killers, 
Um, my first year away from home, my billet was uh, Kevin Aitchison, who played AAA ball with the Blue Jays organization. He convinced me to come out to training camp with him and the younger team. And I ended up hitting a few home runs. And just the feeling of connecting with that ball and putting it over the fence was pretty amazing. And that that would be probably the thing that I'd, you know, like I said, if we're living in the fantasy world, yeah, I'd want to be a 50 home run guy in Major League Baseball. No doubt. How about one athlete out there? Is there one athlete that you'd like, man, that would have been a good life to lead. There's so many, you know, so many greats in every respect of sport. I just think that, uh, you know, Jack Nicholas comes to mind just because he was such, mm-hmm. he's just such an amazing human being. I think he's just a, a guy that everybody looks up to. Um, you know, even a guy like Mike Tyson, I know he's had some real, some real negatives throughout his life and some real tribulations, but just the fact that he broke onto the scene and was the baddest man on the planet. Mm-hmm. And just, just the way and the fashion that he did it, he was on, he was such a recognizable person. I think that he would still be considered one of the most recognizable people on the planet. And I just, I just think that um, that would have been a tough life to live because everywhere you went, you people were just huddled around him. But just that uh, feeling of being the guy that, you know, can put people down on the canvas the way he did, I think would be pretty remarkable. And it's remarkable what he's, how he's, you know, turned his, some negatives in his life into tremendous yeah. positives as an example that you can have some pitfalls and still have a successful life. And I, and that's, that's part of it too for me. I know that he did some things in the past that obviously he would like to take back and, and he's, he's working now to try and be a better person. I just, you listen to Mike Tyson now and, um, it's been a pretty remarkable life that he's lived. He's, he's had a lot of ups and downs, and I think with that has come, you know, just an experience level that allows him to uh, be able to speak his mind now. He's a pretty uh, pretty emotional guy when you listen to him in podcasts and interviews and what he does. But, yeah, you know, I just that, that's kind of why I picked him was because it's just been such a, a roller coaster ride of a life that I think it would be uh, quite the ride. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite sports moment that you witnessed live? Uh, you know, you've had the opportunity to see some pretty cool things. Does one stand out? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I mean, obviously seeing my son score his first goal will always top it for me, but yes. you know what? It's funny. My very first NHL hockey game, and I know it's, you know, I didn't go to a lot of games as a kid. I didn't have a specific team that I cheered for necessarily until later on in my teen years. And I think it was 83, 84, I went to my first game. I was 12 or 13 years old. We were down in a Silver Sticks tournament in Buffalo. And the Buffalo Sabres were playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. And my dad got us tickets way up in the nosebleed, and we were so pumped to be in that game. But you know what? I snuck down. I literally went from, and you remember, you know, the old odd in, in Buffalo. It was, you know, almost straight up and down like when you were up in the top you were looking down yeah. at the ring by your feet so I snuck all the way down and was sitting beside the Toronto <laughs> bench I literally was right beside the bench and the people in the stands were looking at me like who's this kid but nobody said anything to me and I sat down there I remember Rick Vibe being on the bench looking at me a couple of times from nice. one foot away and I just thought it was the neatest place in the world to be and during that game John Anderson took a shot and I was actually down in that corner when he did. And he put the puck through the net. And at that time, there was no video replay. So right. they went over and the referees grabbed the net, opened it up and looked and saw there was a hole in the net and rewarded him a goal. And years later, I talked to John when he was coaching uh, the Atlanta Thrashers. And I said, you know, do you remember that game? You know, when, when you were um, when you were in that game and you put that puck through the glass? And he remembered. You know, it was kind of one of those scenes. But just something that sticks in your head as a 12, 13-year-old 
your very first game, you just sponge all that stuff up. And yeah, I remember him putting the puck through the net, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. How about a moment uh, from your youth? Uh, doesn't have to be live, but just a sports moment from being a, a fan as a kid that stands out. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I am um, probably, and again, I know I've mentioned Wayne Gretzky already a couple of times, and he'll come up throughout this because he was just so... Um, influential when he was younger and how he broke into the scene in the NHL. And I remember my dad had friends, uh, Pam and Russ Waters, who had lived in our hometown of Fort Elgin and had moved to Calgary and were huge Flames fans. But they, you know, had to deal with this Edmonton Oilers team. And they came to visit back to the hometown. And, and I had a Charlie horse at the time. So I was actually in my mom and dad's bed. They were going out for the night. And I was in my mom and dad's bed, you know, with a wrap on and ice. And Russ came in and said, listen, Hockey Night in Canada tonight, Wayne Gretzky's playing in Toronto. you got to watch this number 99. And I had never watched him before. And I watched him, and I think he had five goals in that game, eight points or something like that. I couldn't believe it. I stayed up until the wee hours of the night for when they came home to say, listen, you're not going to believe what this guy did. It was unbelievable. And that was kind of my introduction to Wayne Gretzky. And, you know, from that point in time, like every other kid at that time, um, he was a guy that... Uh, you certainly wanted to try and emulate. Oh, that's a great story. Uh, who's a favorite band or artist that you have? Oh, tough one. I've got a pretty mixed range when it comes to music. I'm pretty open to almost anything. Um, I like the classics, though, the Led Zeppelin Queens. Uh, I grew up with Loverboy. You know, my dad, you know, had one of those big eight um, uh, reel-to-reels, and he used to put, uh, you know, discs together, whatever you call them, reels together of music, and he'd come home on a Friday and be cranking the music after work, and I used to love it, because all those old old songs I've now introduced to my kids, and they like them too, but I'm a classic guy, I certainly do like the classic rock, but I'm kind of an ever, ever-changing uh, um, musical lover, and you know, I'll have to say Nickelback. Nickelback's a mm-hmm. band, I know it take a lot of flack around this, this parts of the world for whatever reason, I have no idea, but uh, they're Albertans, I mean, I think they put out some great music, and the Killers are another band that I kind of got into a bit too. I really like the way they uh, they entertain. Yeah, I'm with you on the uh, the Killers for sure. How about uh, as a kid? Do you remember uh, you know a favorite movie uh, or a movie that you you watched all the time as a kid? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, there was a ton. King Kong comes to mind when you say that because it was just the special effects at that time. <laughs> I know we look back at that and we go, "Oh my God, was that ever horrible?" Compared to what is out there today, but. I was really into the special effects, but honestly, one of the movies that I remember, the the movie theater in my hometown was literally two and a half blocks away from my house. So we would walk to the movie and we'd walk home. And we we were so energized and pumped up after the movie and it was Rocky. The original Rocky, when we went when we went and saw the original Rocky, it was like, that's the greatest movie in the world. It's the Cinderella story, you know, this guy comes off the streets and just, uh, it's still a classic today, but I remember coming out of that movie with my friends and just being, wow, that was amazing. We all, you know, shadow boxing the whole way home. Yeah, everybody ran up hills uh, after that movie, yeah. punching imaginary, <laughs> uh, like uh, Apollo yeah. Creed's, right? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. How about right now? What's a TV show or something that uh, is streaming that you're watching that you would recommend? You know what? Uh, Billion. Just started to get into it. I know, I'm, I know I'm a little bit behind the time, and I usually do that. I usually play catch-up, but then I'll, I'll binge-watch a series when I'm on the road in hotels, on airplanes, during the season. So I'll, I'll finally get recommendations from people, and then I'll finally say, okay, I'm, 
and pull the trigger and, and watching one. But this Billions for me is just a, it's a chess match of the mind. I, I love it. I think it's just uh, it's really entertaining and so far I really like it. It has uh, two uh, people that I loved in different shows, and Damian Lewis was obviously brilliant in Homeland, and yeah. um, uh, his uh, his what's her name? She was in Sons of Anarchy. Uh, it's her name, um, and and she yeah. is she is Paul Giamatti's wife in in that one. Yep. So it, it is definitely a, a good show for sure. Um, if you could have a meal with anyone in history, who would it be? Oh, boy, I might go to one of the greats. You know, one of the greats, Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. You know, just like uh, you know, I was really into boxing back in the day when I was younger, and you know, the marvelous Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard. You know, Hitman Hearns, that, that era there with those guys were just, I mean, that, that division was amazing. But Muhammad Ali, I think, is just such a, an amazing figure in our history and what, what he went through. I just, I, you know, I think he, the stories would be incredible. I think he's, you know, he loved to talk, and I don't think he'd have to talk too much because he talked for most of the dinner. But, um, you know, I've gotten to sit down many times with Wayne Gretzky now, so he'd be a guy that if I hadn't met, you know, through my travels with hockey, I definitely want would want to sit down and have a meal with him. But... Um, yeah, it would be a sports figure of some sort for sure. I think, uh, you know what movie I want to see made? I want to see a movie made about the relationship between Ali and Howard Cassell. Because we got to see a little bit in that Ali movie with Will yeah. Smith. But I would like we to see... We did a see, great job, I think. We yeah, did a great job. They were, both, they were both so good. I which I thought it was actually footage of Howard Cassell in that movie. But I'd like to see a, relation, a movie about those two and their relationship and how it formed. Because it was pretty special. And, and one might not have been as successful without the other. Yeah, they did go hand in hand. There's no question. They pushed each other's buttons. But they had that relationship to know when to push, when to back yeah. off. And I mean, you can go on uh, wonderful YouTube now and watch all of those those interviews and those interactions between the two and um yeah two uh two amazing figures from our past that are just uh you know that would be a great movie i think that'd be incredible how about let's wrap up with this and one-timers your dream golf foursome so you and three other people who who would you want to spend three and a half or four and a half hours on a golf course with oh gee you know I mean, I, met, I mentioned Jack Nicklaus before. I think he'd be amazing to sit, you know, spend four and a half hours with on a golf course just because he's such a legend. Um, oh, man. For me, when I think of that, though, and I always, when you say that, I'm thinking from the past. I would, I, there's a part of me that would love to have a foursome with my grandfather on my dad's side, my dad, my son, and me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, that, you know, to have those four generations together and, and interact with not possible and my grandfather's passed away but I, I i think that that would be what i would think about when i when i think about spending four and a half hours with people from history or anybody i could that's what i want to do to have the four of us together just to have a four and a half hour conversation and and uh, i think that'd be amazing that's wonderful this has been one timers with louis debrusque of hockey night in canada former nhler check out his full episode at sportsandmore.ca This has been One-Timers on Sports and More, the podcast. Check out full episodes and more at www.sportsandmore.ca.